Hi folks, thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Popcorn Profile. You can find us at Apple, Spotify, Overcast, Castro, Castbox, Pocketcast, Google, Stitcher and PC Addict. You can also check us out on NACA Media's website where you can also find some other good podcasts such as BizPod and Et2 Millennials and also you can check us out on Twitter at Popcorn Profile. Thanks for tuning in guys. Cheers. Rated okay. R. Okay. Er... It's uh, Sam. I've got a joke for you. Okay, you look very excited about What's this. What's okay? an Italian pirate's favorite meal? Do I do I want to ask this? Larzar and Yar. <laughs> oh, for God's sake! Just for the record, Louise has gone bright red telling this joke and trying to keep it together. I'm very excited. <laughs> oh my God. So I know it probably existed before, but we came up with it last weekend. And oh, we did the round with all the cousins and every time it got a terrible reaction. But it's a I terrible it. joke. It's so good. And then what's, what's his favorite side dish? Tell me. Garlic bread. Oh. <laughs> And then what's his favorite data protection act? I don't know. GDPR. Oh, for God's sake. I thought we were going to go with focaccia <laughs> instead of garlic bread. No, it would be focaccia. <laughs> yes, focaccia bread. So, yeah, the color grading's great in this <laughs> So currently Becca's away from the microphone, but we just watched Delicatessen, which is Jean-Pierre Jeunet's, it's not like his breakout film, but it's kind of his breakout film, um, indie budget, uh, about 24 million francs. Was this his debut feature? Or was this like the first to, like, first, like, as a full-length feature film, or did he do shorts before? Did shorts thing? before, must have done other stuff before, but I think as we agree, as we were all watching this, it's a really fucking good film. It was great. Yeah, it was fantastic. I I preferred this over Emily, personally. Yeah, I also feel the same. Yeah, he made it with Mark Cow, who did, um, yeah. So it's called the City of the Lost Children, which is the which was a couple years later, which was their more famous film of the two of them. So okay. Um, Though they've gone on and made other stuff that's become more popular, I think this is definitely cult status of, of a film is Delicatessen, mm-hmm. um, 1991. So there are some special effects in it which are very <laughs> dodgy, but I think how much of it is practical has lent it to still be quite a good view today. Um, I kind of forgot how much chaos there was at the end, um, and definitely, I think it's generally quite light on the French. There's no like actual dialogue that's really important to know about. It's mostly just kind of told in the story. And so, yeah, what well, did you guys think? I thought it was fantastic. And I agree with you saying it was light on the French and more focus on the visuals of it. Because even like the end shot, it's not they don't have a conversation. It's just the two of them playing yeah. their, their, uh, their rusted saw and their violin. Respective on Respective instruments. Yeah, mm. the respective instruments on the roof at the end. I thought it was really nice. Nice wee send off to the film. Because I know some people have called it like, it's a romance film. And I'm like, mm, you know, or it's a horror film. And you're kind of like, mm. 
That I think it is it is either a sixteen or an eighteen, so it definitely is a little bit R rated in some places. The aspects of both, but like not enough in it to be horror because there's no like tension building. There's maybe that bit when you think maybe he died in the staircase, but like you know then he didn't, and you don't really Mm. get that a lot in horror unless it's like a a spoof horror kind of. Yeah, there's a lot of questions that are brought up, but the tension doesn't really last that long. No, I kind of feel like. Like the lightness of it makes you think it's kind of more of a black comedy, mm, as opposed to like say you know like a lot of people saying it's a romance film because like I feel like his cat like uh, Louison's character or Stan if you prefer to call him Stan, uh, Stan's whole character is just seems like a setup for physical comedy gags. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. his third leg for his clown shoe, the Australian, which was used about three times, which I was yeah, very was, happy about, um, which is just a, a it's just a, a Swiss Army knife that happens to be a boomerang. <laughs> There was a lot of um, little plants and payoffs, I think, that you were pointing out, or or that Beck was like, "Oh, well, I thought that was going to come back." Um, and and yeah, I think the main thing about it is it's a really good script. So Jean Pierre Genet does some really interesting framing, and there's some quite funny. You know, I think the best bits of the film are just when stuff's happening. It's not really when people are talking. Um, there's sort of that musical bit in the middle where everyone's sort of doing the rhythm of the house itself to kind of establish. Uh, all of that that became the trailer just that little section so there's some quite interesting Ooh. bits in it i think but yeah just a s- fucking solid film it's oh, sorry are we not swearing on this one no we can swear on this one it's a really it's, it's, it's rated 50 we could swear it's a, oh, it, yeah. it well it, i think there's this thing that people think we're not allowed to swear on the podcast but it's just because i don't prefer to yeah i know but i know but we talked about censoring stuff before and i never actually asked so oh no i kind of play it fast and loose i think it depends well you um, can I Sam d- has no idea. Okay. <laughs> okay. I uh we'll ask the editor. I, I, I used to censor it a couple I used to censor it for a couple times for jokes, but then I was just like, ah, we swear a lot. It's part of our sort of usual right. cadence and how we speak we to each t- other. It took mm. too long. Sorry, you've got Bill Murray on your top and because I'm we're in person and doing Hold this and face. seeing you, yeah, the face is all like squishy. Oh you know, but I used to do this all the time where like I'll just be sitting on the couch and be like, look, Bill's uh <laughs> he looks like the French looks like the French guy now from yeah. Delicatessen. Yeah, he looks like the French guy who I called French Bill Holding Murray. faces so their mouth covers their nose is just Oh it's great. It really is great, great humour. That's what Delicatessen needed. A couple of foldy faces would be ten out of ten. <laughs> oh, but I you see I guess I find it funny because I was laughing throughout, but I know you oh, guys I was joking. Were so, oh right. I guess I find I was laughing more than you two. Oh. But well, I yeah, think also the, the were... delay of the subtitles did yeah, not help. Well, there's yeah, like in film delay like people mm. are saying stuff and then they the subtitles will come up which happens so often with stuff or, and i'm like tell me what they're saying read it quicker yeah and then, then what the punchlines later but then because you've just read it it's not got the like intonation or the whatever yeah, or mistranslations there was a fair few there was a couple which i guess that's about um tone and subtlety of language like throughout the whole of of at least the good first half um, because delicatessen spoilers is about eating people, the butcher exclusively uses language which is like to do with food and pigs and skin and flesh and whatever. Um, and some of it, just a couple words every now and then didn't come through, which means you're then missing those sort of double layers that are constantly going on. Yeah, when they said vegetables, but the subtitles were a gay slur. Yeah. That yeah. was awkward. Yeah, well, it was... 
it's the problem is there's the that British word has a little bit more heft to it than the French slur, which then is also because it's about food, it's vegetables. Yeah. You know what I mean? So there's sort of a couple different layers there which were um, problematic, but overall, I just really like it. Yeah, no, I mean, the film, not the slur. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, you get cancelled. But yeah, no, I lo- I loved like little things of. Again, like you kind of get the little breadcrumb trail of stuff that builds up within the film. Like I liked how you know you see Livingston's hat kind of thing, and then you like you said that kind of gets paid off in like a sort of strange dream sequence that the mm. daughter has yep. about him and about Stan and Livingston, and then you get like the build up to like their show. Mm. And I just like this little thing that he introduces Julie to Livingston while he's on the TV, yeah, things yeah. like that. I think that's really nice. Also, I think he he did this in Emily as well, where you kind of get a good feel for how the cat the characters are in their daily yeah, lives yeah. as well like you kind of get a lot with the painter and emily and a lot with like the grocer and the assistant mm-hmm. at the grocer and how they're all kind of interconnected with each other and then you have the stuff with aurora who just yeah. constantly trying to kill herself oh, it's so in funny. increasingly escalating ways the, yeah the i think the killing herself isn't funny but the the way that she's it's the you know um, mousetrap style trying to set up a sewing machine which is attached to the door handle the bell and then the string and the yeah. and it and it's just so elaborate and ridiculous like the finale is like she's standing on a chair with a gun pointing at her while she's got her neck in a noose <laughs> yeah. eating pills yeah, eating with the cooker that's pills. just a bit it's 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 just so funny um because i think it's so absurd it's the excessiveness of it yeah that's very very french i would say is how absurd it is that i think the CGI in Amelie doesn't really make it any better. No. You know, I think the funny, weird cartoon bits in Amelie you could do without, but it adds to the charm. I think this doesn't have it, but it has that absurd Frenchness in other ways. Like Snail and Frog Guy. Yeah. He was great. Loved him. We even had a little, like, classical orchestral theme every time he sort of appeared on screen. Like, you see him at the end and you You're hear like, a little oh, bit of it. Oh, everybody's, he's back. <laughs> Um, yeah, his leitmotif. Um, it is an interesting one as well because it's quite a big cast. It's a lot, th- isn't it? It's, there's a lot of people, but I feel like they were all really distinct. Um, I think it was a bit more, well, it was very much more misogynistic and kind of old-fashioned in some traditional French ways. Um, but but I also think the women had a lot more depth in this, that there really was some interesting characters that were really quite distinct um, and had their own motivations. You know, yeah. What I think is good is... Um. No, it's gone. I have no idea. Well, we'll never know. We'll never what was know. good? What was we'll good? never know. Well, I I do quite like the fact that like you do get this. You get a look at some of these people that are kind of misogynistic, and you get a good feel for them. And like, like you get the feel that directors like, no, these guys are shits for thinking yeah. that, and they are jerks for having these beliefs, kind of thing. It's not just like they do it, and it's the film doesn't yeah. pick up on it, but they they pick up on it like, no, he's an asshole. Yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. It's quite interesting. Yeah. I don't know if there was any weird bits you had problems with. I didn't have any. I don't think I had any problems with like weird stuff. Like. No, nah, like my, my, my brain's going blank as well, Louise. Um, it just, I kind of just get the feel like it's the kind of style that Junet goes in. I don't think it's necessarily a strangeness. It's maybe from me not watching a lot of French cinema, going yeah, to watching yeah, French yeah. cinema. I just think that's more in Junet's style. But I, I, I like that. I'm on board with that. Do you think it was better that you saw Amelie first? Uh, to us, no. I think I would have kind of got the feel. I I, I think I I enjoyed 
like I, I liked watching Emily being like, oh, this is fantastic. And then watching mm-hmm. Delicatessen to be like, the idea, oh, this is how he got to making Emily mm-hmm. kind of thing. Because I think I said to you while we were watching this that I think Emily might be a better made film just because mm-hmm. of the budget and the time he's been directing. We can double check. Whereas like Delicatessen might be a bit rougher, but I like Delicatessen more. It's so weird. Just Cause it, yeah, because because of the strangeness of it, it's like you you probably wouldn't be able to make this on that budget because people wouldn't want to give you money to make this weird film. Yeah, so the... Amelie budget had about three times more. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know. Okay. So so at that point, you know, that's not only camera equipment, that's not only crew, that's not only expertise. Do you know what I mean? That's sets and locations and all yeah. of this stuff you can do more in. So I think there was definitely a bit of, and especially with how much destruction is at the end. Yeah, that's yeah. definitely like a set that they built to be broken. Yeah, it's like we could do this once. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we, we could get one we take of this. Like one, two takes and that's about it. Um. But I think also the stuff like the color grading really added to the whole of the film. So brown, um, but there was still color in it. Um, oh. You know, I think I think there's a couple different elements like that that he's clearly gone on and played around with more in different mole films. Mole people, mole people. We gotta love you. Gotta love mole people. They were great. Yeah, I would be a mole person in the apocalypse. Oh, nice. <laughs> I'm committed now. Wow. They've convinced me. You gotta do it. Yeah. yeah. Is that all it took was one film? Yeah. Get all that shiny, well, one get all film that shiny lycra. And all of Call Me Kevin's content. Content. More yeah. content. More yeah. Content. That's valid. I think um I think I'd maybe have to become one of the butchers. See, that's why to. I'm gonna yeah. become a mole person. It's not very I knew. vegan of me, but Well, you know, some people are only bad out of necessity. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I did find that quite funny where it's like you kind of get him have this moral compass and then it's just at the end he's just like no batshit crazy let's go yeah 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 there's there's a it's very flippant he's a good main character yeah. very yeah. good main character very flippant very, very flippant. oh I can save my relationship with my daughter actually no you know what let's murder everyone <laughs> yeah it's um it's it's very all over the place I think there are like the tiniest of plot holes every now and then of just like how could they get there or what they're doing or whatever but like it's such a good script yeah I don't think it's enough to ruin the film yeah that I think you're you're I'm I was really sold in that they were in apocalypse yeah. I, I only really kind of tend to pick stuff apart of it's like if something about the film's already bugging me then that stuff just yeah. adds on top of it but like the thing I quite like about that was the chair not me that was the chair not me <laughs> it was farty noises I didn't hear anything oh Becca's deaf I was yawning. Oh. <laughs> My ears don't work when I yawn. It's a sleepy podcast t- today, turn folks. Off? It's a sleepy podcast. Sleepy yeah. podcast. Sleepy podcast. Oh, I tried to yawn. It didn't work. Um, but like uh, the one thing I did quite like is that they kind of they they make one passing comment about stuff not growing again. But yeah. like you you get enough from eight. I think the color grading adds to it. They do a joke and, and about the guy's hair as well. Oh yeah, both <laughs> <Bold> guy. <laughs> yeah. And um, like the sort of shots of, like the dilapidated area around mm. where they were mm. living as well. Um, and I think I said this to you as well. It's like they do. They did a kind of similar thing with. I guess it's a good point that it proves that you're kind of shooting on location because they have that one spot and they're only on there. And I think they use that environment really well. Well, I, I, I. Ghosts. No, sorry, the window's doing funny. Two sex. Oh, is it because it's still open? <laughs> yeah, it's still open. We can close it. We can oh, our, fine, it. at least like close and open it no, any I, other way. No, I like it like this. I like the excitement <laughs> it gives. The excitement um, of anyone could appear at the window. I I do think that that exterior shot is a miniature. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, because just because it's way too big to build that as a set. Um, but cannot confirm though. Though the interiors will all be sets. Um, so and you don't think they just 
got a building and destroyed it to make right. it look like it was an apocalypse. Kind of like Christopher Nolan style build. when he blew up that hospital. Well, no, I was build an apocalypse. I was more thinking like no, I, I think like dude, just borrow a flat. An apocalypse did it. An apocalypse did it. Yeah. I think I was more it thinking got that <laughs> I think I was more thinking it might be like a case of where, uh, I mean, like because uh, like again, I think with the Razorhead, it was like it was filmed sort of on location, like Detroit. It's like a really rundown bit. And and you keep bit talking about Razorhead. What I, is Razorhead? Uh, yeah, Razor like again, <laughs> Razorhead or Eraserhead. Eraserhead. Okay, like as in the head of a rubber. Yes. Right. Like rubber the, the, head just didn't have the same <laughs> ring. <laughs> no, uh, Eraserhead was. Um, See, because I would say Eraserhead. Yeah, that, I just think that's how you should say it. I band. just say it bad. Oh, right. Now I'm looking um, up. Razor Eraserhead head. was like David Lynch's first film he made in 1971. Oh, <laughs> but you're like, banned from talking about him. <laughs> Eraserhead. All you, you guys sure know film? is Lynch films. Oh, I just, Let's I, talk about Finchy films. Like, like David Fincher? Yeah. The He's a better David. <laughs> I like both the Davids. I think they're both David great. David Tint's my favourite David. Yeah, yeah but once he directs films, we, he can get. Do you know what, Louise? I'm surprised you didn't get David on a pillow in the house. That would be Don't weird. bring up our pillows on the podcast. <laughs> I'm not How allowed. How dare you? How dare I? Razorhead 1971. Is it I can only find a f- an 84 one. Yeah, let's see. Oh, no. That's Razorhead. E. Oh. Eraserhead. E. 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 Um. The chair has squeaked for no one else. What have you done to it? Oh, it's just me. I've just got like, I've got back fat, so it just rubs to the side while I'm leaning oh, forward. Even That's a vibe. I, I literally can't find this film. Oh, Maybe I'm too dyslexic for this, but we have no idea um, what you're talking about. Maybe Sam's so, just making it up. Like the, again, mm. I like I was going to not bring this up, but I just like there's similarities in some of the shots in the film where like the, the main character is walking through. This is in black and white though. Yeah. But like in terms of like the environment that he's walking through at the start of the film, like there's Where a lot of like sort of rundown. <laughs> no, but I was talking about the environment. No, I was talking about the environment, Louise. Oh, right, 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 right. oh no, this is this has got severe fighting and intense scenes. Oh, we can't. There, there's we can't watch there it. is not fighting in it right. at all. I don't even know where they're well, getting that. Yeah, what's the ratings for Delicatessen? I was I was shooting a fifteen. It. I'm it's, thinking it's a fifteen. Amber on everything, so it's actually oh. less. So it'll roughly be an eighteen because the we don't yeah. have. A, a, Anything above restricted. like yeah, fifteen exactly. or eighteen. Yeah, we rarely have 18s it. anyway because you have to have like also drug use in it and stuff like that. So mm. <laughs> I know what you mean, but it sounds like you have to do drugs to go see, <laughs> <laughs> to go and see the film. Okay, okay, then okay, then not you clean drugs? go. And you go, oh my god, Samuel! <laughs> I saw. I just saw the. We're gonna strap you down. What? Well, uh, uh. And so you don't move. <laughs> So we actually get clean audio on a podcast for once. Podcast. Sorry, everybody. B-O-B-C-A-S-T. Bobcast. <laughs> and so that's what you said, Bobcast. Hi there, welcome to Bobcorn Bobo. Hello, Bobcorn Bobo. The baby brought you by Bobo. Hello, everybody. By baby Bo. Your baby Bo. Bo. <laughs> I don't know what button's the sad noise. Uh, I've forgotten, and we can't check it. Is it the sad that's, looking one? That's BizPod. Yeah, was that's clap. No, that's laughing. I think that's it's clapping. one of the blues. Don't ever know what that one. This is crickets. Yeah, should have played that after your joke. I think I think that was the magical sound that mm-hmm. I pressed dark by accident. Blue. I think dark brews scary noises. Oh, what's the bomb one then? I have no idea what these two are. A uh, red or green? Green. We put, press, press it. it. Yeah. Oh, that I think that's the sensor noise. 
That one's longer. It's something. Oh, it'll be no. it'll be fully muted. There we go. Wait, do we know what that is? You'll know what it You'll is. You'll find out. I'll find out what it is. Let That's a nice know. surprise for me later in the yeah, editing room. Yeah, you may already have a surprise. Belka Belka Where does it sit compared to Amelie on users' lists? I liked on, it more. I liked it more than Amelie. So but it's I above think Amelie. I okay. wouldn't have liked it as much if I had Hadn't watched seen. it first. Yeah, because I I did have answers. You kept thinking I didn't. It's just because you were speaking first, Sam. I <laughs> I feel like you do need to have an established baseline yeah. of what French films are to then go into this. I feel like if you already know French films, mm. you can just go straight in with Delicatessen. Because we've also done Bouddha Souffle as well. Yeah, and La Haine. And La Haine. Oh, so, those so we got a bit more. Ones. But, but yeah. But yeah, if you want to watch his films, I would recommend Amelie first. And then go into the weirder ones. Because I think it's even just stuff like tropes and conventions and types of actors. Like the the main guy in this one, he's like a super famous French actor. He's in everything French. Um, and so like even just having, having him in the film, and this was one of his like earliest films, is, you know, it makes it sort of a part of that current French canon of films. Um, so there's some really interesting nods in there to other parts of French culture. Yeah, that like just goes over our heads. <laughs> like, so many times you're like, ha ha, like, Yeah, yeah, désolé. Did, did not understand, not French. Mm-hmm. Apologies. <laughs> ah, for my feelings. Oh. Uh, bonjour. Bonhomme de neige. <laughs> Bonhomme de neige. That's like most of the French that you know. That's the, what, that snowman. So I got it on my list as yeah. it's above Emily and then it's also above Scream. And then that's where wow. it sits. Wow. Is, is that in your top wow. 10? That is. I, th- I believe it is. Oh. Not seven, on my it's list. number seven oh, on the nice. list. I really liked Delicatessen quite a lot. Brilliant. I thought you would. I thought it was horrible and <laughs> therefore you would like it. I didn't necessarily think like... I don't, like the tone of it, I didn't feel it was horrible. I think it was like it was again black comedy. I felt like it was kind of the humor in it was kind of dark. It was a kind of sinister scenario, but like everyone kind of played off like it was just it's no big deal. I'm just getting on with it. Well, yeah, it's very absurd. It's yeah. even just when he brings out the the harp, the saw, the harp, the saw, yeah, to play along with her cello. Like that's just really hella weird in itself. Yeah. You know, the fact that he's a clown and had a monkey. Like, there's <laughs> lots of weird things about it. Or the, the hard joke where he ju- where Julie opens the door and he's just a decapitated <laughs> head on a table, yeah. <laughs> which was great. And he's like, "Oh no, I'm fine, I'm fine." Um, that yeah, that is a good bit. There's a lot of I think just really good um storytelling moments in it. Yeah. It's very much there's a couple different plots, you know, that you can do like a meanwhile with the mole people, and it sort of cuts away to another bit. Um, or meanwhile, with upstairs, I feel like there's sort of really interesting kind of comments about class and layers and all this stuff. Um, who has the power and what do they do with it? Um, and and yeah, I I think I quite enjoy it because these characters are so rich. Mm-hmm. It's it's very, very character driven. There's yeah. no and then it's this happened, so this happened, then that happened. There's there's less of the. Well, and now we're just going to do this for no reason. Like, it felt very driven. Yeah, it feels like Jeannie's very, very good at that. Like, it feels like mm. it's a very humanistic approach to how he approaches his stories and how he tells them. Yeah. And then they were like, this guy should do an alien film. Yeah, so I know a bit about uh, Jeannie's career, but I do have no idea why on earth did he get offered it and he accepted it and he made it. It's got the same vibes as why did they give Kenneth Branagh Thor? 
Okay. Aside from Shakespeare. Shakespeare. No, no, like, um, that statement. <laughs> yeah, Branagh does great Shakespeare. He doesn't. He, do- he kind of does. He doesn't he do doesn't. a good Poirot. Yeah. Well, he's not French, though, is he? Yeah, that, yeah. They should have got this guy to be Poirot. Oh, I'd watch have, that so ha- hard. Have, yeah. you, have you seen Kenneth Branagh in Tenet? He's terrible. No, I, I, we don't watch films that are too long and very confusing. See, so I kept saying, yeah, Dominique Pignon, because this is this is what he's older now, so he's very oh. young in this. Um, and yeah, he's been in like everything. Like again, he was in Amelie. I thought his character was a shit, but I liked the fact that he was able to play him like the way he did. I thought he was very good at you know embodying being a jerk. I guess in Amelie, oh, wow. I would go watch him be a clown. I would. Yeah. We did. We just did. As in IRL. IRL at a circus. Yeah. Oh, he also did the sound... What? Sorry. So Dominique Pignon, who was the actor in this, did the soundtrack to Alien Resurrection. What? what? <laughs> <laughs> I, I know. I'm really thrown by what I'm looking at. I need to get the actual He also did know? something called Midsummer Madness, which apparently helped do some soundtrack for... Oh, music department and soundtrack. Weird. Uh, maybe he plays something. Like maybe he's a he's a instrumental. Oh well, we'll see. Um, but the main actor has been acting since 1980, and wow. this is like 91, so kind of 10 years into the career in a bit. Does it say? No, oh. I forgot. Winona Ryder was in it though. Wait, what? Oh, now we have to. Yeah. Watch it. Oh, wow. So so th- we come to the issue, which is watching Jean Pierre Jeunet's films because they're French and because they have l- had limited distribution deals. It means it's very difficult to get some of them. So Micmacs, we haven't been able to buy anywhere. We've no. managed to get a copy from a friend, but it doesn't have the subtitles, which for you two is really important for actually watching mm. the film. Yeah, so we were still a little lost every so often, and that was with subtitles yeah. and delicatessen. So, so we could always give it a go. Or basically the plan will be we do a curveball and instead of looking at three very similar films that are about exploring uh, auteurism, shall we say, uh-huh. death of the author, no, um, we then just look at Alien Resurrection. I which think is Alien the Resurrection the third Alien film. It's the fourth and final Alien film fourth before um, Prometheus and all that. Yeah, and the Alien vs. Predator and all of it goes, yeah, yeah. yeah so it's, yeah. it's an odd one yeah. because I feel like, and I'm sure you guys maybe we'll feel this more is that this guy shouldn't be doing an alien film no but but also he's still definitely got horror elements and tropes yeah Mm. so do you think when they well that dream sequence is kind of freaky it was pretty freaky do you think when they were uh hired him on as the director for alien resurrection they were trying to do a Taika Waititi Thor before Taika Waititi had Thor. Oh, and fucking Dominique is in it as well, apparently, uh, in Alien. Uh, uh, la, la, yeah. La. I, th- I think so. I think they were giving him a chance. Oh, we are also skipping around a very long engagement, which is his most popular film besides Amelie. It is a very popular French film, has Audrey Tautou in it, and it's sort of war romance film. So uh, if I'm reading it correct, maybe I've missed watch the film but it's it's about a couple very long engaged for a long time and i want to be together we can never be together it's got like la la land vibes to it mm. of straight people okay. that struggle to be together no no um, exactly so 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 i'm not a fan of it because i just don't like romance films so that's why i'm not bringing it to the table but i think that's we've got fair. to remember that not only has he done emily there's a very long engagement there's delicatessen and micmac so he's got like a really solid base of films behind him but yeah we were going to look at 
Alien Resurrection next. Woo. I'm up for that. Sounds grand. But Delicatessen is great. We don't have that much to say because it was just great. Would you recommend to go watch it? Yeah. Absolutely. If you're into French films, watch at least one other less weird French film first. I would say just if you're into black comedy. Oh, I yeah. think yeah. that also gives you an in that there's definitely dark parts in terms of the humour and just the story itself. Um, but generally, I, I laugh at it. But I, I also, I was laughing throughout Midsummer, so... <laughs> you know, oh, you can you hell. can you can That's judge that how you was wish. like it's so tough to watch and they hyped Midsummer up so much. It was really funny though. That when we got there we were like There is I I will say I think there right. are funny scenes in Midsummer, but like Yeah, the, the director calls it a dark comedy. Yeah. And so I'd agree with that because I was laughing. So but that's the thing, is that, I, I laugh at these yeah. kind of films. Is it the last scene? It was like all the way through. <laughs> yeah. It was the whole scenes. whole multiple bits. Even just when she's like crying her eyes out and the boyfriend's like, I don't know what to do. It was really funny. Between the first 15 minutes. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was a guess. Have you seen it? (laughs) Yeah, I've seen it. I love that film. Oh, I was so dumb I didn't understand (laughs) it. Yeah, he's trying to make light of the fact that her little sister killed herself and her parents at the start. Yeah, well, see, I didn't want to spoil the film when this is a podcast about a different film. Well, I mean, it was a pun that, and if you've seen it, you got it. If you didn't, you wouldn't. Unless someone just explained pun. the start of the film, Louise. It's a I terrible pun. It. That's why it had to be explained because it was so bad. It was so bad. Sorry, I'm stretching. I mean, you got it. You just looked at me disappointed. Yeah, oh. that's why how bad Do it you was. Have to bring the saw out. <laughs> 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 oh, I'm just gonna cut Sam up or something. No, oh, God, no, please no, no. don't. We don't have a saw. Don't worry. <sighs> yeah, well, I don't think I can get through my hide. I'm too you, thick. You have to have a um, bow that's made out of hair to play it. Anton's got hair. Oh my god! Oh my god! It's probably long enough. We could probably yeah. make a, a a wood a string bow out of Anton's hair. Yeah, let's do it. Oh my god! A well, profile crafting. Is that the first profile? Is that the first popcorn profile merch we'll make? Is rusted saws with Anton hair bows? You're, you're <laughs> no. They provide the saws. We just provide Anton hair bows. That's fucking horrible. Anton would this be down. This has gotten so much more cursed. Human hair What's more cursed? Easily. This conversation or delicatessen? This conversation. Yeah, this conversation. Like delicatessen is cursed. Without a doubt. Um, is there any other rating that we have to give it? I don't think there's anything. Nah, I don't think so, personally. I mean, is there anything you weren't too keen on in the film at all? Or just kind of... Because there was other than I didn't really gel with. Like, I, like characters being flippant in terms of how they behave isn't really a deal breaker for me. And plus, you know, mm-hmm. that happens with people in real life it's anyway. It makes a good main character. Yeah. Like, I'm, I just feel like the inclusion of, like, horrible sexism, just because it's the apocalypse, or, like, just yeah. cause, lol, uh, does grind my gears a little bit, because why do I have to keep seeing women being harassed in every single film? You know, why, why is there so many infinite rape scenes forever in all these films to show how much trauma is? Why do I have to keep seeing this, is my argument. Um, but I do think that there is sort of something interesting in the roles that we have, especially to a sexuality, because one of the ladies really uses her sexuality, um, not to get what she wants, but also kind of to do it. So, so there's kind of interesting stuff about motivations and um, one's own bodily autonomy in it. So it's not totally misplaced, but there's definitely a couple times where people get grabbed or stuff happens to women that I just don't think needed to happen. Yeah. Um, but then you can argue, oh, it's it's about human urges and the apocalypse and whatever, whatever. I just I feel like we keep seeing that, and I don't want to see it anymore. Um, 
but that also does not mean that the movie is bad or that there's all these awful th- things. It's l- it's like it's little moments that you kind of roll your eyes at. Like, oh, okay. okay. Um, but I do think overall there was some really lovely. To- like I like I feel like the really lovely tonal bits and the really great storytelling are really juxtaposed to these moments where you're like, oh, why did they use that slur? Or oh, why did he? slap her like that you know or oh when he slapped her and that whip sound yeah it's probably because there was no actual slap noise yeah and so they got like the most intense slap sound yeah i don't think he actually touched her. plus it felt like with that conversation it literally came immediately out of left field yeah and then afterwards he was like oh i hope you can forgive me it's like you slapped her it was literally a point of not just like it was an argument that spiraled into that it was just i don't like candy yeah it it it's like moments like that that there will probably be some of the oh yeah we'll just include this and it'll make him so much of a bastard or whatever yeah. but it's like I don't want to I just want to keep seeing horrible stuff happening to women oh, that's totally fair uh, same here yeah, I had a thought but it's gone I did I saw you thinking over there I tried to like stop to give you the space to think oh no, no it's gone wow who keeps stealing all of our thoughts. Wait, oh, oh, I found it. I caught oh, it. Yay. I caught it. I caught it. Um, what's really nice about it is that I feel like I know all of the characters and I can mm. tell you each of their motivations, which doesn't happen all that often with films. Mm. A lot of the time there's even just like side characters where you're like, uh, who even, but even the mole people could tell you what the mole people want. Yeah, I think even just in Amelie that there's a lot of characters, but the ones on the fringe are quite underdeveloped. Yeah. That they've got like, that's their one thing. I feel like a lot of these people had like a lot of different stuff going on. I'm pretty sure that does not remain true for Alien, but we'll find out. Hey, what's the alien's motivations, Becca? Eat people. So you're just going to say E. <laughs> e. Alien wants that um breed. Alien. They want that they want that I guess so. They want that food and they want them babies. They want them food and they want to uh, put their babies in your tummy or your face. Through your face. In your tummy through your face. Yeah. That's why it goes in your tummy. Yeah, but they could also go through the belly button, though, if they really wanted to. Mm-hmm. Maybe, but, like, you know, that's all sealed up. Got an open tube. Closing statements, everybody. It was great. Go watch it. Go watch Delicatessen. Um, we'll get back to you on Alien Resurrection. <laughs> Bye! <laughs>